Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let the Right Film In. My name is KJ, and I'm currently getting ready to sit down and watch the new Netflix Norwegian uh, somewhat horror thriller film, Troll. <laughs> this film just came out a few days ago. It's been on my radar. I kind of had it on my watch list. Um, I just saw like the press release for it a few weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago. And yeah, I kind of had it, you know, like I said, written down knowing that I'll possibly watch and review it. So on today's episode, I'm kind of going to do like I did last week um, with Bones and All. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, check that one out. But I kind of did a different uh, somewhat format with that episode where I just talked a little bit before I watched the movie, um, just talking a little bit about the film, what I knew, what I was expecting. And then I went and checked out the film and then kind of came back <laughs> on the podcast through editing and then kind of just talked about like my initial reaction with some spoilers. So that's kind of what I'm planning on doing today as well. I have not actually watched the trailer or anything for this film. Like I said, I kind of just pulled it. I Like I said, knew I was going to be checking this out, but I have it pulled up right now. So let's read or let me read, I guess, like the plot synopsis according to Netflix. So that says... A fairy tale comes horrifyingly to life when an ancient troll emerges from the Norwegian mountains and threatens mass destruction. Can it be stopped? Question <laughs> mark. And I like I seen this picture, which they have right here is kind of like these two climbers. Looks like mountain climbers climbing a mountain. But you can see kind of like in the like half of the mountain, you can see like an eyeball and it looks like a face. So I'm assuming that's the troll. So that's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty cool image there. But yeah, other than that, I don't really know. I'm going to look right now. I have my phone out and I'm going to see kind of like the director, see if he's done anything that I know of or kind of just give him a little bit of a shout out, the writer as well. So yeah, it's directed by Roar Uthog. I believe that's how you say that. And it looks like he co-wrote this film with Espen Aachen. So I'm going to check. I'm on IMDb right now. I'm going to check out the director, see his filmography, if there's anything I know. Oh, he's actually done quite a big, quite a lot of stuff, actually. So, yeah, this is his newest film, 2022 Troll. Looks like he, yeah, has made his way over to America. He directed, in 2018, the Tomb Raider film with Alicia Vikander. I think that's how you say her name. I've never watched that film, but I actually heard it was pretty decent. And they were even talking about, for a while, doing a sequel. I don't know if he's attached to it. Or I don't know if that's still, you know, greenlit or going ahead. But I remember hearing that the first one did pretty decent and that they were going to make a second film. Ah, it looks like he did The Wave from 2015. I've actually watched that film. And that's actually a really good disaster horror thriller film. Um, yeah, I really liked that. So, yeah, I didn't know he was behind that film. So that's pretty cool. So, yeah, definitely he's got some good uh, set of films. Looks like he did, like, an episode... Two episodes of a TV series, uh, Mammon uh, and Hell, Hellford. Mm. And it looks like, yeah. Oh, he directed Cold Prey from 2006. I've actually never watched Cold Prey, but I've heard, unless I think this is the film I'm thinking of, I've heard that's a pretty good film. Um, yeah, he's done some other stuff as well. But yeah, definitely The Wave. That's a film that I really liked. I remember, like I said, watching that when it came out. I remember hearing good things about it and then checking it out. That might even be... I've, I've seen it um, on different streaming apps. So if you're here in the States, I think last time I was on like Tubi scrolling around, I saw it on there. But it was also on Netflix for a while too. So but yeah, if you haven't checked out that film, that's a really good, like I said, kind of disaster type film. Let's see if he's written anything else besides. 
uh, yeah, like I said, he co-wrote Troll. He wrote The Wave. And, oh, okay. So, or Story By. I don't know if that's the same thing. Maybe, like, his idea. I don't know if he actually wrote the entire screenplay. But, yeah, it looks like uh, he's got a writer um, credit. So, yeah, Cold Cold Prey and Cold Prey 2. And like I said, I've heard good things about those two films. So, that's pretty cool. And, yeah, let me see the other writer here. Let me see. So Espen Aachen, like I said, I'm hopefully pronouncing that right. Uh, Norwegian screenwriter and playwright from Norway. Let's see if he's got anything that I know of. Yeah, he's got some other short films. Uh, I don't even know. I'm not even going to try to attempt to <laughs> uh, pronounce. There's a film it looks like he did from this year, 2022, but it's, yeah, it's in Norwegian. I don't know how, <laughs> how to say that, so I'm not even going to attempt to. But yeah, like I said, he co-wrote this film as well. So, okay. So that's pretty cool knowing that going in. And I believe, like I said, this is pretty much a Netflix um, original film. I don't. I was looking to see if it like premiered anywhere else. And no, it's pretty much just came out on December 1st, pretty much everywhere. So yeah, this is kind of just like a Netflix only film. Let me see if there's anything else on the film I can find. Uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to look at any reviews or anything. I'm going to try to go in pretty much blind and not going to watch the trailer, <laughs> but I have, like I said, I saw that image and looking at it too, just here on Netflix here in the States, it's currently number two in the top 10, which is pretty cool. So you think for uh, a foreign film, usually, I don't know, you wouldn't expect that to crack the top 10 here in the States, but that's pretty cool and good on <laughs> the viewers here checking out a foreign film. And it looks like it's like TV 14. So I guess I shouldn't expect too much like gore or anything like that. But yeah, I'm kind of looking forward. I am definitely into like Norwegian mythology and all that. So hopefully we'll see if they, you know, do anything with that here in this film. Um, I've watched quite a few of other Norwegian films. I'm not going to list them out here. But the, of course, the other film, the troll type film I can think of right off the top of my head is Troll Hunter. Uh, that film from, I don't know when that film came out exactly, but that's like a found footage film from Norway. And that film was really good. A lot of fun, too, about this group of, uh, I don't know, college-age kids kind of just tracking down a troll with like an actual troll hunter. And then, like, the government <laughs> kind of, like, is also following them and trying to, like, uh, cover it up and all that. That's a pretty cool film. I would check that one out, too, if you haven't. Uh, checked it out for some reason that's troll hunter or hunters i don't remember if it has an s at the end <laughs> but yeah you can watch that pretty much anywhere too on streaming i believe but so yeah i think that's kind of it for kind of this pre um like i said pre-film i guess discussion or kind of just like what i hoping i'm also hoping for obviously if it's set in norway i'm hoping for some really good cinematography uh, some good shots of the landscape there. Norway is a beautiful country with, you know, mountains and wilderness and the forge and all that. So I'm hoping, you know, we get some good cinematography, some good shots of, you know, the wilderness and just the land in general. So I'm expecting, I got high hopes for that. And hopefully, yeah, like I said, like I said, this director again, you know, looks like he's done quite a bit and he's somewhat of a seasoned director. So yeah, he's kind of the, you know, the ball's a little bit high right now. You know, it's not someone doing their first film or anything by any means. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. Looks like it's about an hour and 45-ish minutes. So knowing me, that'll probably be maybe a complaint after I watch it that it could have been a little bit tighter. But 
that's always usually my complaint with any film going in. I always look at the runtime and usually hoping it's around 90 minutes or so, but an extra 15, we'll see what happens. Maybe it earns it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just kind of expecting a fun uh, troll film. We'll see kind of if it gets dark or if it kind of stays a little bit more with like a light uh feeling to it maybe some comedy i'm really not sure and like i said i haven't read any reviews or anything so i'm pretty much going in blind so i think that's going to wrap it up for this pre-portion of this podcast i'm probably going to make myself like a coffee or tea and i'm going to sit down and press play so i will be back very soon with my initial reaction and thoughts on the film troll hello again everyone so i just finished watching troll 2022 on Netflix, and yeah, it was pretty good, actually. <laughs> so I'm going to keep my initial reaction kind of quick. I'll just tell you whether I kind of recommend the film or not, and then we'll talk some spoilers. But yeah, right off the bat, I will say this is kind of just basically your big monster disaster film, which is kind of what I was expecting going in, but it really gives you those vibes. Kind of, like I said, early 2000s, even, well, last year, um, Kong vs. Godzilla came out, and it was giving me a lot of those vibes as well. A little cheesy here and there, but yeah, it was kind of your basic uh, monster movie where it doesn't really do anything new. But I love the fact that this is basically, yeah, the Norwegian uh, monster movie. And the one big uh, positive, I will say, is that the special effects in this film is really, honestly, pretty great. (laughs) And it's really up there, like I said, with just your normal Hollywood blockbuster, big budget film. I don't know what the budget was on this film, but I'm going to guess that Netflix spent a lot of money on this film because, yeah, it's really it looks really, really good, especially the creature, the troll, those special effects right there. It's really, really good and looks good. It's convincing. And like I said, it's up there with especially I think was it that came out last year, Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong. Um, yeah, I know those are like amazing special effects, but I think this film is right up there with it, to be honest. So. Um, yeah, just the special effects. If you want to see a good monster movie and, you know, you don't expect anything groundbreaking or new, if that's kind of what you're looking for, something fun. And I don't want to say dumb fun. I feel like that's a little like demeaning, but a little bit of silly fun and <laughs> maybe is a nicer word. Um, yeah, check this film out. I would give it a recommendation. I had a good time watching it. It was pretty fun. Um, a little bit on the long side, which I think I said right before I finished like my pre uh, take before I watched the film. I said I was probably going to have a little bit of um, an issue with the runtime being an hour and 44 minutes. Uh, yeah, there was times throughout the movie, I'm not going to lie, especially a little bit towards the end of the third act where I was hitting the up button <laughs> just to see how much time was left on the film. So yeah, doing that, you know, obviously, subconsciously or not, that you're starting to think, okay, this is dragging a little bit. So, But overall, yeah, I had a, lot, I had a really good time watching this film. And like I said earlier, I love the fact that this is kind of like Nor- Norway's take on a Hollywood big monster movie. It's kind of fun because <laughs> you only got so many monsters, Godzilla, King Kong, and now I guess you have troll. <laughs> yeah, trolls. Um, but yeah, this one's just one troll in the film. But now, yeah, you could almost... I saw... I quickly, after the film was over, I before I hopped on here and started recording, 
I went on Letterboxd because I just wanted to see kind of what the reviews were and what the ratings were. And as of right now, it only has like a 2.4 out of 5 on average ratings on Letterboxd. And that's way too low in my opinion. I could see where people are saying this is very middle down the road, but I feel like it should be in the 3 area right off the bat. This for me is probably like a 3.5 film out of 5, kind of 3 on story but I'm going to give it the 0.5, the extra 0.5, just for the special effects alone, because I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> and obviously, like I already said, pretty great. So I was very, very pleased with the special effects. And I'm not like a huge, you know, CGI uh, special effects person or, you know, watching it to see what looks real and what does. And I'm usually easily convinced, but I was just very impressed here with it. I thought it was really well done. And right off the bat, too, I mentioned earlier uh in the pre-take where i was saying i hope you know we get some good looks at uh you know landscape the mountains the wilderness and you do right off the bat too <laughs> right when the film opens you get these really good sweeping shots of mountains and you get our two characters climbing a mountain you know hiking and you just get some really good views some good looks and yeah i really enjoyed all of that kind of just being like transported to norway basically and you know seeing a film there i just had a really good time with that so yeah like i said definitely the pros for the films, definitely the special effects. And it's a decent story, but again, it's not it's not groundbreaking by any means. It kind of goes your stereotypical route with a monster movie or kind of like, um, I guess, any kind of action film. But especially, you know, with a monster disaster type film, you got your government, you got your military where they're very, uh, they're not taking, you know, they're not listening to anybody else. They're very um, in their ways and they want to, just go ahead and complete the mission and take out the monster or whatever any by any means possible very hard head i guess you could say too so you got that you got your military you got your government and then they're going against basically you got your main character who um nora who what is, she's a paleontologist so she's a professor big in academics but also very big in nature she says you know multiple times she just likes to be out in the nature and uh wilderness and very much you know like i said like that right there basically you get introduced to her when she's young in the beginning of the film but when we see her 20 years later yeah she's working as a paleontologist with um yeah looking at fossils and everything so we got her, you know, kind of going against the government and the military on how to handle this troll situation. Then we also got her father, we, who kind of plays your stereotypical um, conspiracy um, theory, you know, someone that's a little bit, you know, he's <laughs> very disheveled, he's got a big beard, he's dirty, and people often, you know, look at him and think he's crazy when he's actually making the most sense at times. So her father, yeah, he was a professor. He's an expert in folklore. So he very much believes in trolls and how they came to be. And we'll talk a little bit more in spoilers, what happened to him, you know, in his past. But so we got all those like budding heads, basically. And I feel like that, again, is very stereotypical in this type of film in these movies these monster movies you know everyone kind of butting heads and fighting to see who is right and you and you can pretty much kind of guess who at the end of the day is probably gonna have you know win out or you know even if they lose maybe you know the other people will be convinced and so forth so yeah like i said kind of has all that going for it but it's okay no biggie and you get a lot of scenes with you know, people, you know, kind of 
in a secret location watching footage and seeing what's going on, talking kind of like group meetings, you know, big, uh, powerful people. Like I said, government, military here, it's a prime minister and then like the head of the military. And again, then we got our scientists and then we kind of got our um, crazy older guy who's, you know, spouting theories and what people believe to be nonsense, but it's just, yeah. <laughs> so overall, like I said, if that's kind of, you know, what you're looking for and you don't, I guess, go in expecting anything groundbreaking, you're going to have some issues, probably, you know, a little silliness here and there. There was one, <laughs> I just have to get this off the top uh, before I forget. There was a crazy product place when I thought, not crazy, but kind of funny when uh, the one he's pretty much a main character i think his name's like chris he's in the military but he's talking to like his friend uh trying to convince him to do something and then when his other friend like the other soldier agrees he <laughs> kind of out of nowhere he's just like oh, I'll, I'll buy you a pepsi max <laughs> and i don't know why but i just found that really funny i don't know if Pe pepsi max you know gave some money to get like their name in the movie maybe <laughs> but i don't know if they have some kind of deal with netflix or if maybe norwegians like pepsi max i have no clue but i thought that was really funny and kind of out of you know out of nowhere when he tells his friend i'll i owe you a pepsi max <laughs> i don't know just side note i just thought that was kind of funny but yeah, so overall, like I said, I gave the film a 3.5 out of 5. Um, I was hoping to maybe go for a 4. I, th I really was enjoying the beginning of the film, the way it was set up. And, you know, we got our father-daughter relationship. And then we flash forward, you know, 20 years. And we trying to, and I was trying to figure out what, was, what happened there with their relationship. And then I guess I can set it up a little bit. Is we got these protesters. And we got this company that are drilling into a mountain and kind of creating a tunnel. And I actually, I liked all that. And then basically an explosion happens and we kind of go from that. That's kind of the setup of the film and possibly a troll emerges. <laughs> but I thought all that was pretty cool. And I thought the setup was really well done. So I liked that. And I was like, okay, in my head, I was like, this might be like a four type film for me. And yeah, then it kind of just started to kind of maybe drag a little bit here and there. And then kind of just went its conventional route. But it has a decent amount of heart too, which I wasn't expecting. And the ending as well, I was a little bit uh, a little bit confused slash um, sad. <laughs> I thought it kind of had like a bittersweet, sad ending to the film. But it also sets up a possible uh, sequel. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, like I said, if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out if you're going to check out the film or not, I can see why right now it's rated, you know, the top 10 of Netflix. It is kind of just like your comfort um, action monster film, especially now, you know, if you're living somewhere where the weather's cold and you're kind of, you know, stuck inside. Um, I can see, yeah, throwing this film on, kind of having a good time and kind of being transported to Norway as well. You get some good shots of Oslo and, yeah, everything. I thought the acting was all pretty convincing, well done. There's some, like, slow-mo action sequences, which um, I'm not a big fan of, like, slow-mo, like Michael Bay style or anything. But I can see why it was done. It kind of um, slow-mo to, like, the effects with the trolls. So I thought that was kind of cool here and there. But, yeah, like I said, I think... Overall, solid kind of action film. Uh, not groundbreaking by any means. Yeah, it's definitely like PG-13. You do get some deaths, but you don't get any blood or anything. You don't get any like uh, gruesome deaths or anything like that, violence by any means. But the troll does um, wreak havoc <laughs> throughout Norway and causes some damage. There's one interesting scene where they try to take out the troll. I'll talk about it very quickly in spoilers. But 
um yeah so yeah overall definitely recommend 3.5 out of 5 i don't see myself going up or down with that and i actually like i said i kind of think it's a little bit of a generous 3.5 mainly because of the special effects and the way the troll looked and everything was very convincing and pretty cool i just liked the way he looked very big and menacing as well very big and scary <laughs> but it definitely gave you that monster uh action you know vibe and you know a disaster type film i could see where the director brought like I said, he did The Wave from 2015, and that was a natural disaster film. And I can see where he brought like a lot of that to this film, with this being basically just like a monster disaster type film. So yeah, I thought it was all cool, and we'll see if they come out with a sequel. But yeah, let's head into the spoiler section, just talk a little bit of spoilers, <laughs> and then we'll kind of wrap it up from there. So yeah, if you have not checked out the film, check it out, and then meet me back in the spoiler section. So, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit of spoilers. <laughs> Not too much. There isn't, like, a ton to talk about with this film. But like I mentioned, I kind of liked the opening. I liked how we see uh, young Nora and her dad. I think they kind of refer, them, refer to themselves as, like, big and little. The adventures of big and little are tiny and big, I think. Something like that. And we see them climbing this mountain, almost, they're not free soloing, but <laughs> very high up, very uh, vast, and you get some really cool, good shots. And then, you know, when she makes her way up, and they kind of have this nice little talk where he's kind of explaining uh, trolls and how, you know, what happened to them, basically, and how basically they are, you know, they got, um, when the sun came up, they basically... Uh, became stone or turned into stone and that's kind of what like the mountain peaks are that they're looking at and it's kind of a touching moment where he tells her you know always just believe and you know close your eyes and it all comes to like comes down to what you believe in and you can see anything you believe in I thought that was all kind of touching and then you flash forward 20 years and at first it kind of sounds like the way she's talking because we get introduced to her again as like an adult 20 years later where she's working with this group digging up like dinosaur bones and the way she talks about her dad you think he has passed away because she talks about him like in the past tense where he had a big heart and all this stuff and so off you know right off the bat you're kind of like oh you know it stinks he died <laughs> and then you find out a little bit later and it, it's hinted at before you find out but maybe something happened to him because she says that you know he believed in folklore and then he got a little too into it and fell down a rabbit hole so then you start thinking oh does something happen to him you know is he just kind of cuckoo right now is he a little bit crazy to get put away and that is what happened to him basically he lost his job and yeah when we find him once the troll emerges and that's a pretty cool scene which i mentioned already kind of like the non-spoiler section where you got these protesters and they're drilling into a mountain, making a big tunnel. And then when they uh, activate, you know, or detonate kind of like an explosive to make the tunnel, basically it causes this mountain or sorry, <laughs> this uh, troll to basically like awaken and come back alive. And it's a pretty cool scene because it takes a while before you see the actual troll. We get that uh, sequence where we see all the footage from someone who's filming it, who's like live filming the protest and we see all these like rocks falling and it's like just looks like big chaos and when they slow the video down when they bring Nora to you know where the military and the government are all meeting she has them slow down you can kind of see an outline of a troll kind of like emerging from the mountain 
And that's pretty cool. Then you get a cool scene with like this older couple where they're just, you know, like relaxing, having coffee. And then you hear, you know, their dog outside barking. The dog does live, but he's barking at something. And then you can kind of just hear this troll like emerging and coming to this house. And everything's, you know, shaking and lights are going out and they hurry up and make their way to the basement. And then when they come back up, basically like the whole side of their house is just like completely gone where the troll just like walked right through it basically. So, yeah, you don't see the troll in those first two sequences when, you know, disaster is happening. It's not until a little bit later when Nora goes to see her dad, and that's when we kind of see him now, you know, with, like, this big beard. And he mentions he only showers, like, once a week. He looks like he's, like, living kind of, you know, remote off, you know, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and the cool scene where they're kind of just, like, walking and talking, and they kind of just come to what looks like rocks and maybe like a small little like mountain hill type i don't even know but they're cool it's cool because they're just standing there and then all of a sudden this eye just like opens up next to him it's this troll just laying basically like taking a nap you know on his side and then that's when we see him and him you know coming up and you, like i said the effects are really good and strong here where i was really convinced it didn't look fake didn't look cheap and i really liked everything that had to do with the troll and you see a lot of him throughout the rest of the film so they were definitely you know not shying away and, and they definitely you know were confident basically in the design and the special effects what i mentioned being kind of like a silly scene i thought was when nora comes up with the idea that basically because trolls um in folklore and again it's funny because the government and the military they all have like these images these video images these video footage of this troll and they're kind of like, what is it? What is it? And then when like that, her dad, Nora's dad's like, it's a troll. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, trolls don't exist. Those are just fairy tales. They say a lot throughout the film. And it's just kind of funny because it's like, what else do you think it is? You know, if you don't believe in fairy tales, I get that. But this thing is supernatural. There's no big, you know, this thing is humongous, by the way. <laughs> and it's not just some sort of animal or anything. It's something, yeah, that you don't know about or we don't know about so you gotta like believe in something basically if that makes any sense i don't know i just thought that was kind of funny how they were being so hard-headed about you know fairy tales not existing and trolls don't exist but there's this you know creature that's obviously mythical and humongous and we don't know what it is but we still don't believe in trolls i just thought that was kind of funny but so he ends up eventually passing away. He They're trying to fight this troll, and, you know, he comes to a point where he almost seems like he's connecting with the troll and talking to him, or he's able to possibly talk and calm him down. But, of course, the military starts shooting at him, and when he turns around, his, like, big tail just, like, sw side swaps or side uh smashes into the dad and sends him flying into a tree i thought maybe he was just gonna smash him completely that's kind of one of the slow-mo effects there when you see like the tail coming that one actually was pretty good but he dies but he gives some like cryptic messages to his daughter i think he says you know kingdom palace uh home something around something along those lines that later we'll figure out what the meaning is but what i found i guess was trying to talk about uh, initially was that what I found funny was when Nora decides that you know this uh, troll doesn't like loud noises because he doesn't you know trolls 
were basically St. Olaf was the one that got rid of them. So once like Christians and everything came to Norway was when trolls uh, basically became extinct and everything. So they don't like Christian blood. They could smell Christian blood, but they don't like churches. They don't like bells or anything like that. So she comes up with a great idea to like fly some helicopters um, with big bells underneath them and that they're going to just like circle the troll and make this noise, loud noise. And they do that. <laughs> but it's kind of like, what did you expect? Because at first the troll, you know, is covering his ears and he looks to be in pain. But then ba basically King, uh, King Kong or Godzilla style, he just starts, you know, swiping down the helicopter, smashing them and destroying them. And they're all like, Nora's like in complete shock. And it's like, what else did you think he was going to do? I don't think he was just going to like wither away because these bells are ringing <laughs> and all this stuff. I don't know. I think she thought he would just like fall over and die. But he, yeah, gets, of course, pissed and starts like basically punching the helicopters, destroying them. And it's a cool sequence. But he also shows to possibly have some sort of, you know, a heart because he knocks one helicopter down and you know destroys it and of course whoever the adult is and there dies but the helicopter's falling down and you see this little kid staring at it and the dad comes runs over and they're about to get smashed by this helicopter but at the last second the troll grabs it and again like i said you kind of feel for the troll you know he possibly has you know more to him or he's not as evil as he you know seems to be so i found all that somewhat interesting but i just thought that whole setup right there was just kind of funny where that's like her great idea to stop this troll so once she does that you know of course the government the prime minister and the government and the military they're all like you're useless we're gonna do it our way and we're basically just gonna evacuate oslo because that's where they see the path that this troll's like going on is to like walk towards oslo and they're like, we're going to evacuate it, evacuate the city, get everyone out. And then we're basically just going to like bomb the troll when he's there. And just that's the only way we're going to take him out. We gave, you know, Nora her one chance. She screwed up big time and caused more deaths. And yeah, we're going to do it this way now. So that kind of goes into like the third act. And that's when Nora, you know, eventually does some kind of research and she figures out that under like the royal palace in oslo that's where the troll's heading because under there is where i think like his cave or like where he um i don't know this is where it's a little gray and fuzzy for me since i just watched it i didn't catch everything but they go there they meet with this guy who basically says that her dad was right because he believed in trolls and knew they walked the land but because he was getting so close to the truth he basically like set him up to fail and had him lose his job and ruin his life basically this guy is like horrible but also that all of that stuff exists because when i think saint all saint olaf um you know wiped out trolls but he trapped the king you know in this air this underground like tunnel cave mountain basically and just left him there to die and that's where this troll is heading back to because all like the skeletons and bones of former trolls are there and so yeah he's just basically going home so that's like where all those that last uh norris dad before he died his like last uh dying words when he gave all those like cryptic words of home and palace and kingdom yeah basically he was just saying that the troll the king was basically just going back to oslo going back home to like this underground mountain where yeah where he was i guess before he escaped and somehow made it out i don't know the whole area the whole story there but 
yeah so she figures out he's going back to oslo and then we get the whole last scene where they try to like advert him from there and bring him to like an opening kind of in oslo they like get one of the skulls there and put in the back of a truck and they're driving around and that's where you're getting all these crazy like action and chase sequence and the troll chasing after them it's all pretty good though and then they get this idea of you know kind of getting him into the open and then chris with the military he's kind of going against orders and they get like all these tanning beds and they're basically because uv light can kill him so they're just gonna like get him and then surround him with all these uh tanning beds these uv lights and then kind of take him out that way they also got this like the military also they still think they're gonna like bomb him but they got somebody else there's like this like kind of like spunky uh younger lady that's working there and she's um on the side of uh nora and all them so she's like trying to uh, stall basically the bomb and all that stuff and she's able to she succeeds but they figure out what's going on but last minute they do get the troll out there in the open they got all the lights on him and this is where it gets a little confusing because again you're kind of feeling bad for this troll you know he's suffering he's like burning up and then nora actually has like a change of conscious or she changes her mind basically and she has them she wants to stop everything because they're killing this troll but even chris is like isn't that the plan is that what we're supposed to do and she tries to stop everything to which she does she turns everything off but it's too late because the sun uh the sunrise comes and it's morning and basically the troll just kind of turns back into stone and falls over and dies because of the sunlight hitting him and again that's why i said it's kind of a bittersweet sad ending because you know he is stopped but you also feel bad for him because he did die at the end and there's a sad scene where you know she kind of walks up close to him and you know he's completely turning into stone except for like his eye at the last minute and they kind of she like looks into his eyes and he looks back at her and then that's when it like basically just gets covered in stone and that's when he's completely gone and again you kind of are left with a mix uh your, you know mixed feelings you know were we rooting for this troll to live i guess i didn't know i didn't ex know what to expect i didn't know how he would survive or but you also kind of i guess again he had to kind of go he was wrecking havoc but yeah <laughs> again kind of mixed feelings there and yeah but i guess the only like i said bittersweet kind of happy ending is that they're gonna preserve that area because the way he falls over it's kind of just like and it's in the open like at a park and it's just like small rock formations and they even say you know oh, what should we call this area and i think nora says something to the effect of like tobias rocks or something that's her dad's name so name this area after him so it's a little bit of a happy ending in that way but again bittersweet and kind of sad but it leaves off again on this cliffhanger because this other guy i don't haven't mentioned him yet andreas or something like that andreas i believe he like worked he was like the assistant for the prime minister and he was following nora around but he ended up quitting and basically just being on team nora but at the end he says to her he's like you know how many uh, other trolls do you think are out there in the mountain and they kind of look at each other and then we cut to credits and you know it's pretty early on in the credit sequence but we get this scene kind of back in the mountains where we first started off and we see we hear some noise and some rumbling and then something emerges you know from the rock formation and we can presume yeah possibly another troll is you know 
coming alive, basically. So, yeah, it kind of leaves off there at that yeah, kind of cliffhanger, possibly setting up a sequel. I'm not sure really what they could do next with it. But, yeah, depending on how this film does, it wouldn't surprise me if Netflix kind of green, you know, green lights another film. Like I said, it's in the top 10 right now. Still early on. It just came out a few days ago, but it's definitely been somewhat of a hit. Uh, Netflix never gives out their numbers unless it's like really, really good, like the best movie or best viewed movie. They'll come out and say stuff like that. But uh, just for like general movies and stuff, they usually don't say too much. So we'll see what happens there. But <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, again, like I mentioned, I kind of liked I liked the film overall. You know, I don't think it'll be in my top 10 by any means, but I had a good time watching it. And I thought it was pretty fun for what it was. I don't always watch, you know, a lot of like action type films. So it was something different for me. So yeah, I'm glad I watched. I'm glad I checked it out. And yeah, I'm pretty satisfied overall. I was a little bit confused. Um, I guess I could mention it just because I didn't know exactly. Maybe they explained it, but the troll was out during the day. When he emerged, He was it was daylight. And then when he was like walked through the old couple's house and then when they were uh, circling him with the bells on the helicopters, that was all during the day, unless it was like extremely cloudy or because there was mountains around him, maybe like he was like in the shadows. They might've mentioned that, but I don't know how he survived until I guess he went to Oslo, maybe because there was more openings or there wasn't as much like mountains and everything. So when the sun did come, he, you know, turned into stone. So I was a little confused there, but maybe that's, maybe I, answered my own question right there and then but I'm not sure they I feel like they did talk about it but I just didn't catch it or I didn't I don't remember exactly what she said but it's possibly something um something along those lines like I said that it was cloudy or because he was like in the mountains uh the sun you know wasn't reaching him so very interesting <laughs> but overall too like the overall message has a little bit of a message of kind of you know not messing with nature as much and you get that in other movies as well. And I feel like us as humans, we kind of know that in general, that we should leave, you know, the earth alone and, you know, not, you know, especially in the beginning with these, this company drilling into the mountain and we have these protesters saying, let the mountain live. And uh, they're shouting at them, you know, it's kind of hitting home. Yeah. That, um, well, we already know. Yeah. We shouldn't be drilling. We shouldn't, you know, be messing with the land as much as we do. Uh, that can get into a whole nother topic with global warming and everything and us as humans basically destroying the earth. But yeah, the, you know, they don't hit you over the head with it, but they use this troll, you know, as kind of a metaphor for, you know, basically leaving, you know, the land alone and nature as well. So I thought that was kind of cool as well. And yeah, I also liked the tie in with folklore, learning a little bit more about trolls and everything. I'm always, you know, up for that and reading and learning more. So I thought they kind of blend it, the folklore and the, all that stuff into this movie pretty good and well it was well done so yeah I liked it <laughs> but I think that is gonna do it for this episode I feel like I'm starting to ramble on a little bit and yeah like I mentioned already 3.5 out of 5 if you've listened to this whole episode and you still haven't watched it do check it out I think it's worth a watch and yeah if you want to follow me on Letterbox, you can at KJ Steiner that's kind of like my only socials right now so yeah give me a follow there and see what I'm up to uh, I'm not sure what episode will be next. There's multiple movies coming out. Hopefully, um, I'll be able to catch something soon and do another podcast episode. Definitely, though, in um, January, I'll definitely do like two bonus episodes with my top 
uh, movies of 2022 and my top TV shows of 2022. I'm definitely going to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. So now I'm kind of catching up on some uh, movies from 2022 that I haven't been able to catch up with yet. So if you follow me on Letterboxd, you'll probably see me (laughs) um, watching more movies than usual, trying to catch up with movies from this year. So yeah, check out, be on the lookout for those episodes. Like I said, probably early 2023. I usually give myself a couple weeks into the new year to even try to catch up with more movies, but I'm looking forward to doing, you know, two episodes of, you know, my top 10 for TV and movies of 2022 and that'll be everything non-horror just everything combined best movies are my favorite movies and favorite tv shows of the year but yeah i should be back before then i'm just not sure exactly what so yeah just keep a lookout on the feed and hopefully i'll be back pretty soon but hope everyone is having a good week hope you have a good rest of the week like i said follow me on letterbox at kj steiner and i will catch you guys next time Bye bye